Welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Certified Financial Planner Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth LLC. In this podcast, we help individuals and couples plan for a peaceful and enjoyable retirement. Join us on this journey where we explore the importance of simplifying the retirement planning process as Stephen, with his years of experience and expertise in retirement income planning, along with guest experts, will help you achieve first wisdom, then wealth. And don't forget to check out the Simplify Your Retirement online course and other great resources at SimplifyYourRetirement.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Doing great, Eric. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm so excited about this podcast. This is your inaugural podcast, your very first one. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. So for the audience, listening audience, the inaugural podcast, I basically have about 18, 19 questions or so to ask Stephen. The first half is really about his history and about the business. And then the second half is more about his personal life. So that'll be fun to get into a little bit with him. Uh, but we're just going to jump in and get started right away. Stephen, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right, let's do this. Stephen, why did you decide to work in financial services? Give us just a kind of a snapshot of your history. Yeah, sure. Financial services, investments, and things like this is something that I've always been interested in. I got started in my career, uh, believe it or not, as a teacher and a coach at a high school hmm. in uh, Rhode Island. And um, I was there for a while and then uh, just really felt like I wanted to figure out what God wanted uh, me to do with the rest of my life. I was comfortable doing that, but just you know, was starting to feel called maybe to the ministry. My dad was a pastor of a church in Rhode Island, and I was there as I was, I was on his uh, church staff. I was working at a private Christian school and just really started to feel the need to uh, to maybe figure out what my next step in life was. I moved to Kansas City, Missouri in 2003. When I moved to Kansas City, my goal was to go to seminary, and I actually enrolled in seminary, and I thought I might be following in my dad's you know, footsteps. But uh, when I got out here, a very interesting thing happened. The philosophy of the seminary was that uh, you go to classes during the uh, evenings, but you work a regular job during the day. Hmm. And so when I got out here, I was forced with the decision, what are you going to do for your job? job. What are you going to do for work? And since I had always been interested in money and finances, I actually took a job with an insurance company called Horace Mann. They sold insurance to teachers. And so I was uh, selling insurance. It was a natural fit because I had been mm -hmm. a teacher and a coach and I loved education and I had that those relationships and that background and I loved finances. And so the way I got started in the business was just that, teaching and insurance coming together. Uh, so I was selling insurance during the day and, and doing seminary classes at night. Um, and then I just really felt like after, you know, the first year that I got here, I really started, uh, you know, enjoying what I was doing. And to make a very long story short, uh, someone handed me a book by Dave Ramsey. Uh, this was before, you know, Dave Ramsey was really even that big. This was like 2004. It was called The Total Money Makeover. When I read that book, I really felt like God was, you know, telling me or, you know, speaking to my heart saying, you know what, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And I just really felt like this passionate call to financial services as my ministry, as my calling. And uh, so from that point forward, I ended up finishing seminary because that's why I came here. But I started changing, you know, uh, you know, my focus, my direction, started studying everything uh, about, you know, financial services, about investments, became a certified financial planner and uh, really just gave myself wholeheartedly to this field. But in a different way, just, you know, as a calling. Mm -hmm. 
All right, that is fantastic, Stephen. Now, let me ask you this. Who do you work with, and really, what is your specialty? We focus pretty much on baby boomers, and what we consider a baby boomer to be is someone that is within five to 10 years of retirement. That is really our specialty. We work with everybody, really, when we're talking about retirement income planning, that's our specialty, that's our focus. Mm-hmm. But we tend to you know, try to catch people during the five to 10 years right before they retire. We believe those are critical years. We believe that it is possible that you can make mistakes in younger years or if you have 10 more years before retirement and recover from those mistakes. Uh, but we don't believe that you can you know, recover from a mistake if you're, if you're five to 10 years out or in the early stages of retirement. So uh, there's like 15 critical years, we believe. And that's the five to 10 before you retire and the five to 10 after you retire. Mm-hmm. And that's ten, that tends to be where we focus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are the most critical years. I agree 100%. So let me ask you this then, what do you do for those clients? So we believe uh, that there's three phases of investing. There's an accumulation phase, a preservation phase, and a distribution phase. So again, we're trying to get people to move from an accumulation mindset, which they've been in their whole life, and to get them into a preservation phase, which just simply means Uh, that as soon as possible, we want our clients to figure out how much income they're going to need in retirement. And obviously, that's a process to figure out what that number is. Then once we know how much income they need in retirement, it's it's all about protecting the assets that's going to take to generate that income in the future. Uh, And the sooner we can do that, the better. Mm. Another thing that we developed here is a three-bucket approach to retirement income planning. And so what we have is a liquid bucket an income bucket in a growth bucket. And so when we're sitting down with our clients, we're trying to figure out you know, how much money do they really need liquid for emergencies or for short-term uh, expenses or uh, purchases, how much of their assets it's going to take to generate the income they need in retirement and, and put the money in that bucket and whatever we don't need for short-term expenses, whatever we don't need for income, we put it into the third bucket, which is the growth bucket, which is the bucket that our clients can take on more risk mm-hmm. and so forth and have more time you know, in the market for those assets there. We let the plan determine the products. Each bucket has their own set of investment rules. Each one of the bucket has their own set of uh, products that we might recommend for each one of those. Got it. All right. That, that makes perfect sense. And you've given us kind of a description of the age range of your clients and, and the, the time frame of the clients that you work with. But if you had to add anything to that, who would be your ideal client? Our ideal clients really are people that are planning focused. Our our firm is not uh, the type of firm that is going to be uh, market timing, stock picking, getting it out of the market. We're not active investors. We're totally focused on the plan. So our ideal clients are people who value planning, who value education, who value advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're the ones that we're really able to serve the best and help the most. Yeah, it sounds like you're looking for clients that are active in their in their own process uh, with you and your team, yes. which is fantastic. Yes. So now the big question, besides this podcast, how do you acquire new clients? So simplify your retirement, uh, this show that we do here, this is one way we do it. But we also, I wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago called Simplify Your Retirement that explains our philosophy and approach to uh, some of the things we've already talked about. And that is the three bucket approach how that works, what are the rules for each bucket, mm-hmm. um, and the phases of investing. So we we use our my book quite a bit. I also wrote a course. I mentioned earlier that my background is teaching, and the name of my firm is called Wise Wealth. 
So everything we do here, including this podcast, is all about educating our clients. And so the way we attract clients is through education. The way we continue to add value is by continue to offer education after someone becomes a client. So uh, some people find us through the podcast. Some people find us through my book. Some people actually come to a live course that we teach uh, called Simplify Retirement. It's a two-day, five-hour course uh, that's, be, that's offered in different cities around the country. And then we also have an online course. Someone could go to simplifyretirement.com and actually take the course online. So our primary methods uh, for acquiring new clients is through education, and it's all through Simplify Your Retirement. Yeah, and the online stuff is great because especially in the situation we're in right now uh, and, and the country's been in over the past few months, right. online is perfect, man. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, really, uh, really helps to be able to do that. Exactly. If you don't want to go outside or you can't make it out. Uh, and that's, that's what's tough about sometimes doing the live class because yeah. it has to really work in someone's schedule. Those two weeks have to work. Otherwise, we may not do our class in that area again for you know six months. So online mm -hmm. is on demand. You can do it anytime at your own pace. Yeah, that's perfect. And as you and I have gotten to know each other for a while now, and as great as you are, Stephen, I know you can't do this alone. <laughs> so who's right. on your team and what do they do? Yeah, we've got a great team of professionals here. And it's uh, the one thing I feel very blessed about. We have a qualified team of competent professionals. Everyone acts with integrity. Everyone acts with kindness. Our, you know, If you walk into the reception area of our office, it'll say on the wall, you know, the golden rule, do unto others or treat others the mm -hmm. way that you want to be treated. And I think that's what everybody does here at our firm. We're going to treat people right. Uh, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, so I've got a great team. I've got a, uh, a certified financial analyst who is the vice president of the firm who is um, in charge of our investment management. I've got um, a chief in, um, chief operations officer who's been with me for 10 years who runs the service team. Um, so at our firm right now, currently, we've got uh, four uh, support staff that can handle any of our clients' you know, service-related needs, wow. and we have four other financial advisors in addition to me. Wow, that's great. That's a very robust team for sure. Uh, and, and with that large of a team, I'm sure that you guys are active in the community as well, uh, just based on your motto and the, the things that you've got on the wall and the way you treat people. So what are you guys doing in the community? That's a great question. The nice thing about you know, having a team of people that truly care is that, you know, I could probably list, you know, eight to 16 different things. Probably everybody on our team is involved in mm, nice. one to two things on their own in the community. So we've got a broad outreach from a firm standpoint, uh, certainly we are uh, we're very big supporters of a local pregnancy resource center here in, in in the Kansas City area called Rachel House. We do a lot with them. Uh, we do a lot with um, Restoration House, uh, which helps people who are victims of um, sexual trafficking. Mm. We do a lot with Hope House, which is another organization that helps women who have been uh, beaten and, and battered. It's a shelter for them. And so... Uh, there's a lot of organizations in our area uh, that we try to get involved with at a firm. We're proud to do it and uh, be helpful in those ways. City Union Mission, uh, helping the homeless downtown Kansas City and providing meals and things like that. Man, that, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, that's on my heart as well. Uh, it's it's funny because we're, we're kind of almost neighbors. I'm only a few hours away from you. And, and those right. services are so important to every city that's out there and all the people that are yes. involved. Uh, so again, thank you for doing that. Stephen, we, we spoke about education a little bit earlier as far as what you do for client education. Now I want to kind of switch gears. What designations or advanced education do you have? 
I am a uh, certified financial planner, uh, which is something that I thought was extremely important as far as the industry is concerned. I think a lot of people get confused by the different uh, alphabet soup of <laughs> designations and mm -hmm. uh, titles that people have in the industry. Uh, some of them are, you know, mean something and some of them, you know, don't. But I would just say from a certified financial planner standpoint, um, that is the designation in the industry that requires someone to, you know, to pass an ex a comprehensive exam. It's, it's a two day, 10 hour exam. Uh, wow. There's an yeah. ethics requirement. There's an education requirement. You can't just, uh, you have to have a bachelor's degree. There's an experience requirement. You can't just graduate from high school and become a certified financial planner. So there's a lot of things that go into that designation that I felt was extremely important from a professional standpoint, but it's also a fiduciary designation. Uh, there's ongoing education requirements to maintain that. And so what I've said a lot of times to even people that I've met with for the first time is, uh, you know, whether you work with me or not, or our firm or not, I do think that since there is such a thing as a certified financial planner, I would be looking for one. Uh, you know, I believe strongly in that designation. I believe strongly in uh, the ongoing requirements to maintain that license from an ethics and fiduciary standpoint. Yeah, fantastic. And for the listening audience, there is something called Investopedia. Uh, there's going to be acronyms and things that we use on the show and that Stephen will talk about. Uh, and he explained what CFP is. But what I find interesting is if you go on to Investopedia and type in CFP so you can kind of learn more about it, it actually will tell you it is one of the toughest designations there is. Uh, it, tremendous amount of education goes into it. The tests are rigorous. Uh, so if the CFP actually does mean something, there's a lot of designations out there that are pretty easy to get. That's not one of them. <laughs> that is a tough one. And, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, fantastic. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, no, it's it, was, it, uh, it was a great day when I earned that designation. And like I you bet. said, it, it's, it's broad in scope. It covers, I mean, it gives you an understanding of all the different areas, even though we may focus on financial planning and investment or insurance. Uh, but still, you, you know, there's training for taxes and estate planning and other areas of finance that are that are valuable. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've come to the last question in the first section here, Stephen. What is your financial philosophy? I love that question, Eric. Um, our philosophy is that financial peace comes from having a plan. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that the plan is the most important thing that people need. A lot of people like to talk about you know, investments. They like to talk about portfolios. They like to talk about assets. Uh, they, they like to talk about a lot of things. Uh, but ultimately, whether or not someone knows if they're on track or not, whether or not someone is, um, you know, has, has the right investment mix or not, it all comes down to having a plan. The plan determines the products. We believe that you should not make any investment decisions, and we certainly would not make any investment recommendations to outside the context of a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't believe that a portfolio or a product can give someone peace of mind. We believe a plan can. And when I say a plan, I mean it is something that is actually in writing. It's based on a person's goals. Um, it, it is something that is principles-based. And so these are the things we teach our clients. These are the things we do with our clients as we work with them. Our philosophy of the firm is first wisdom, then wealth. And we say that because we want people to have wisdom, which to us means have a plan. Mm -hmm. And then we build wealth on top of that. Um, one of our philosophies here is that you should protect the income and grow the rest. Uh, that means just, you know, don't take a risk with what you need for an income stream 
but take the risk with the money that you don't need for an income stream. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just one of the philosophies that we use here. But overall, uh, we believe that the number one thing that people need, a lot of people don't have, sometimes it's in their head, uh, but it's not on paper, and that is a plan. One yeah. last thing I want to say about a plan is that how do you know if you have a plan? You know if you have a plan, first of all, if it's in writing. Second of all, if, if, if it addresses all the risk that people face going into retirement. And one of the big things we teach in our course, one of the big things we cover in the book is all the risks that are out there for people facing retirement, longevity, inflation, taxes, sequence of returns, uh, the average versus the real rate of return, investor behavior, and all these things. A plan is something that addresses every single one of those long-term care. And so that you know you have a plan if any of those risks actually impact you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you said that because I heard a quote not too long ago from someone who's much smarter than I am. I'm not going to name them at this point, but they said they truly believe the first person that's going to live to the age of 200 has already been born. That's scary. Wow. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I read something recently too that said, you know, right now there's about 125,000 centenarians in the United States living but by the year mm. 2050, there's supposed to be a million people over the age of 100 yeah, you know, living in the United wow. States. So, yeah, longevity is I, longevity is what I call the risk multiplier, mm -hmm. it, it, the risk of outliving your assets. You take longevity and you it makes all the other risks potentially more dangerous. The fact that taxes could increase, inflation could go up, yep. stock market volatility, healthcare costs. The longer you live, the more risky those those things become. Exactly, exactly. All right, now we're to my favorite section. I love hearing about your history, but now I want to get to know you personally, and so does the audience, I hope. So, Stephen, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Well, first of all, I would say that I definitely enjoy my work because my work is my calling. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy helping people get to where they need to go, especially if where they're going is going to lead them into having a – a better life and a better life to me means where they're free to give and serve and enjoy life. So first of all, yeah. I really do enjoy my work uh, when I come to work every day and I can talk about these principles and help people have a plan and help people have peace of mind. I thoroughly enjoy it. So even when I'm not working, a lot of times I am studying, I am reading. I do a lot of reading about you know things in the industry, constantly learning myself. Mm -hmm. So I would say that uh, when I'm not working, I am, I am reading. I do enjoy uh, sports. I have a wife and four children uh, nice. that I enjoy spending time with. Absolutely. Uh, we have an RV. And so well, we spend uh, a lot of time in the RV, you know, a lot of times traveling here locally, maybe on weekends, but even other trips. So we definitely enjoy spending time with uh, the family. Also enjoy, you know, playing sports and active in sports and also, you know, watching it with, uh, with friends and family and, uh, and reading. Those are probably my hobbies. Fantastic. I I'll just be honest right off the bat, I'm a little jealous because <laughs> having an RV, you can still social distance and camp, you know, cause you, you're Absolutely. either you're in the house or you're in the RV and you can go where nobody else is and just park. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, so on it's your next a trip, huge no, benefit. yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. All Hotels right. may be closed, but the RV is always, I wouldn't go anywhere. That's right. It's always open. All right. Who is your hero? If you had to pick somebody, who's your hero, Steven? I was thinking about that uh, question, and I, I would say that I probably have a couple of heroes. It's hard to always, you know, pick one. You know, one of them, my dad. I mentioned earlier in, in the show, my dad was a pastor of a church, and so mm -hmm. just watching him all those years, you know, sacrifice and 
you know, work hard and giving back uh, to people. I would say the same thing about my mom. They both were very giving people, very generous people, and taught me the value of work and generosity. So uh, I would say they're, they're some of the biggest heroes in my life, my parents. Uh, from an industry standpoint, I would say, you know, Ron Blue, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening to the show, maybe you've never heard that name, but Ron Blue is uh, is someone, you know, that runs a, an organization called Kingdom Advisors. Mm-hmm. It's really a group of financial advisors around the country that are faith-based who look at financial planning as a calling. And so when I was, you know, like I said before, when I first moved to Kansas City and I first got started in this industry in 2003, I was really feeling like this is what I was supposed to do. This is what God wanted me to do. And I didn't even know there was such a thing as Kingdom Advisors. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine what a relief to me it was to find someone like Ron Blue out there who was who was teaching, you know, who was campaigning, who was, who was training advisors and, and saying, look, yeah, this is, you can do this. This is a ministry. Uh, you don't have to be a pastor of a church to, to be involved in the ministry. You can be a financial advisor and be involved in the ministry. And so he was a big influence on my life just as a confirmation, uh, you know, that uh, I can, I could be serving God and, you know, and, and fulfilling my calling and fulfilling my mission in life while also being a financial planner. Fantastic. All right, Stephen, those are, that's a fantastic answer. I mean, you covered a few different people there, which that's the nice thing, right? Is to be able to have mm-hmm. multiple heroes that you can draw on mentors, people that have really spoken into our lives and, and taught us, you know, the value of hard work and then also how to do work better. Right. I, I think Ron Blue definitely falls into that category uh, for me, yes. at least uh, he's fantastic, but by all means, let me ask you this question. This is kind of a fun one. If you had all the money in the world, and we'll just, let's scale that back a little bit. Not all the money because nobody else would have any. But what if you had a trillion bucks, right? If you had a trillion dollars, Stephen, what would you do? I would, I'm sure, uh, travel. Uh, That's one thing I do enjoy doing. I love going to different parts of the country and different parts of the uh, world. So there's certain some places still on on the bucket list that I would love to go to Mm -hmm. and see. Uh, I'm sure that uh, we'd spend a little more time in the RV traveling uh, and be with the family. Uh, but certainly, if I uh, if I was not needing to work because you know, I was financially independent, I certainly uh, would would want to continue to give back. And so, you know, I'm sure that there, you know, even if I had all the money in the world, I would continue to teach and try to continue to educate. I would love to go to um, foreign uh, countries where there is, you know, poverty or people mm-hmm. have not, uh, you know, heard of the gospel. And and certainly, if if I could, that's what I'd be spending my time doing, helping those people. Um, making sure that, that they, uh, you know, get what they need and just giving back like that, you know, helping the poor, uh, the needy widows, orphans, uh, you know, sharing the good news and also sharing, uh, you know, wealth and, and those sorts of things. So I think in my heart, it would be, you know, generosity, um, but it also would involve, I'm sure some sightseeing and probably going to some uh, sporting events and things like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with having fun while you're giving back. Right. That's for sure. That's right. <laughs> All right, Stephen, if you had to give me a definition, what is your idea of success? Success to me, and this is something that we're trying to get our, you know, our clients to get to. We want our clients to be successful. We, I want to be successful. I think everybody wants to be successful. And so when we look at it, I, I would just say the mission of our firm is to actually guide investors on the path to financial significance where they are free to give and to serve and to enjoy life like never before. Mm-hmm. 
So that's how we define success. I want our clients to get, be successful. I want to be successful. And that just means uh, not being financially independent so that you become selfish or that because, so that you don't need anybody anymore. But it's becoming financially independent so that now you are free to, without any hesitation or reservation, be able to give back, to be able to give to whatever causes you want to give to and not it, where it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Where you'd be able to serve, where you'd be able to be involved, like I said a minute ago, going to different places around the world and giving of your time and talent and resources, uh, and, it, and it wouldn't hurt. And then also being able to enjoy life. I believe that all three of those things are are appropriate to be able to do. I actually believe that, uh, you know, if if, you're, if someone believes in the Bible, it says that in First Timothy 6, 18, uh, you know, that, that, that we should be able to do those things. You should be able to give and serve and enjoy mm -hmm. life. And that's what I believe is success. That's a great, great definition. Absolutely. What is one thing that you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? And, and really, it could be anything. It could be pizza. It could be a movie. It could be a book. <laughs> anything. What's right. the one thing you recommend most? Well, I, I think it really comes down to the philosophy. Uh, certainly, there's some, uh, some great pizza joints I'd recommend. But ultimately, when I think of the word, you know, recommend, automatically comes back to my, you know, formal training as a, a certified financial planner. So I, I recommend to my clients that they ha get a plan, a financial plan, as soon as possible. You know, every almost everything that we do in life or, you know, good or bad, it, it does involve money and it does involve managing money. And, and if you don't manage your money, your money will manage you. And so I don't think you're, you're ever too young to have a plan. I don't think you're ever too old to have a plan. I think you have to have a plan. I think every person who's listening to this podcast needs to know, you know, what are they going to do with their income, uh, you know, over the next year, two years, five years? How are you going to handle this? I think people that are getting ready to go into retirement five to 10 years before you retire, and maybe you've saved and you've amassed, you know, a, a net worth or some assets. What are you going to do with those to plan for the next 20 or 30 years of your life? And so my recommendation is everybody needs to have a plan. And we went over earlier in, in the show today, what a plan is something that's written down mm -hmm. based on your goals and that everybody gets a plan as soon as possible. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, now we're to my favorite question of all the questions. I never let anybody skip this one. <laughs> so you ready? I was so, yeah. Sure. All right, Stephen, tell me one thing, and, and the audience too, because they're listening. Tell us one thing that most people don't know about you. Oh, do I have to pick one? No, uh, just one or two, sure, you give oh, me a list. <laughs> that's right, absolutely. Well, you know, from a personal standpoint, this one's a little, uh, you know, when, you, when someone says, you know, name one thing that most people don't know about you, normally it's probably because we don't want anybody to know about us. <laughs> True. You know, yeah. There's things about us that you know, if you want, if we wanted you to know, we would tell you. But uh, hey, one thing about me is that I've got you know one eye that is you know far sighted, one eye that is nearsighted. Really, it's very strange. So my whole life, I've always had like a different perception uh, when I view things. So uh, you know, even when I wear glasses, sometimes I'll wear glasses to read. You know, one prescription is different than the other one. Interesting. And when I was a kid, you know, my eye doctor wanted me to wear a patch to make the other eye stronger because he thought it was weak. And of course, uh, that lasted for a couple of days. Uh, it doesn't go over very well in school when you're yeah. wearing. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, that's one thing that's different, um, you know, besides having, you know, pinkies that curve a little more than they should, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. My eyesight is one thing. Another thing I would say is that I'm a huge, uh, you know, Boston sports fan. I, I live in Kansas City now, but I grew up in Rhode Island. 
Uh, so I grew up on the East coast, grew up as a Boston sports fan. And so, you know, love sports and love, you know, Boston teams. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. This is a more serious question. What is your proudest achievement, Stephen? Well, I would say, you know, getting, you know, married was a great day uh, that happened uh, for me back in 1998. Um, and then, uh, having, you know, four children, being able to see them grow. My children are still, uh, younger, you know, my oldest is 18. I've got one that's 16. I've got a 12 year old and a 10 year old. So, uh, being able to be a father to them has been a great thing. That's still certainly a, a work in progress. That is for sure. Um, from a professional standpoint, uh, you know, I would say a great, you know, there's, there's three things I would say were great moments in my life. One would be the day I became a certified financial planner. Another one would be back in 2007 when I was able to start my own registered investment advisor firm. Uh, and here we are, you know, 13 years later and, and doing very well by God's grace. Um, and the third one was in 2015, I was recognized by, you know, Retirement Advisor Magazine as being one of the top five retirement planners in America. And so that was an awesome, awesome, you know, recognition. I really appreciated that. And so those would probably be the three things I would say uh, that I'm, I'm proud of as far as achieving in life. Fantastic. Love it. All right. We, we are at the end of the podcast, my man. This is uh, this has been right. fantastic. I do have just basically one other question. As people sure. get to know you and as this this podcast is nationwide, which is beautiful, and as people get to know you, they're going to understand, you know what, this is somebody I want to talk to. How do they get a hold of you? That's, that's one part of the question. And then the second part is I really kind of want to have you give us a teaser of what are you going to be teaching on this podcast series? Okay. Well, yeah, let me start with that. So, you know, the podcast is really going to teach people about everything they need to know about preparing for retirement, not only what you need to know, but how you can prepare. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned earlier, you know, I talked about having a plan and a plan means you've addressed all the risk. And so every one of those risks has major ramifications. And so some of the things we're going to be talking about in this show is every single risk that I believe that people have to have an answer for, have to be prepared for in order to have peace of mind. So I think that's going to be a huge help to people. You have to understand the risk first. Second, you know, we'll be, you know, trying to figure out how to put together your goals. How do you know how much income you need in retirement and those sorts of things. Another one will then be about putting together a plan. We'll go into detail on the three bucket approach that we talked about and how that works. And, and really, you know, if someone listens to the podcast long enough, they should know how to put together their own retirement income plan. And that would be the goal uh, to help people be able to do that. And so it's really going to be all about retirement planning. It doesn't matter, again, if you're younger or older, uh, five to 10 years out or already into it. Uh, there's always things that we can learn. And everybody wants to retire. It's just part of like the American dream. Mm-hmm. It's part of the psyche. But our goal, obviously, is to help people retire. Again, that we feel like that's the right thing to do as long as when someone retires, uh, they don't just fade off into the sunset. They mm-hmm. use that time to be able to give and serve and enjoy life like never before. If someone does want to get hold of us, you know, certainly Simplify Retirement is, is the show. They can look that up. That's where our uh, online course is. That's where they can get a hold of us through the book. But also our website is just simply wisewealth.com, W-I-S-E-W-E-A-L-T-H. That has all the resources about our firm if someone wanted to to meet with us and get a hold of us or ask any questions, uh, that'd be a great website to go to as well, wisewealth.com. All right, Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. This was fantastic. All right, Eric, thank you. 
You betcha. And audience, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast with Stephen Strickland. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, which I know you haven't, because this is the very first one, click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Stephen comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wise Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wise Wealth LLC or Simplify Your Retirement. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of a financial advisor or other qualified financial professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.